0: Jurassic Park for a Minute, the second Jurassic Park sequel, one minute at a time. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And today we're back to continue the epic voyages and action of the aviary with Minute 62. But before we get to that, David, looking over at Jurassic-pedia.com, we have an article up here which uh, pretty much encompasses the whole incident here we're watching on screen, which is the uh, 2001 Isla Sauna incident.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is actually one of our uh, apps. I mean, I'm sorry, this is one of our uh, articles that have been recently revamped by a member Trodan uh Formosis and so it's got a very, very lengthy um, it's got background and it basically tells you about a little a little reminder about the um Isla Nublar incident, the Isla Sorna incident that happened in ninety seven. A little bit of background to remember to remind you that um Masrani Global had bought Sorna and uh, Las Cinco Mortes in 1998 and then it gets into an incident summary where it starts off at the beginning of the movie where the uh, boat gets attacked and then it goes through even some of the um, what is it the oh the adventures Uh, the Eric Kirby survivor adventures uh, stuff is included in here guys we found that it might actually be soft a bit soft canon to the movies mm, yeah and so it gives a whole the whole list of what eric kirby was up to on that on those islands and till it all the way up to where we rejoined it uh eight weeks later in the movie and then at the end there we get a uh aftermath and how some of the things that happened in this on on. Uh, at this incident actually had effects that even went out so far into Jurassic World, like how um, Alan Grant's kind of uh, realization of raptor vocalization became fundamental to the research that Owen Grady was doing with the Ibris project with the raptors. Hmm.
0: Yeah, just looking through it here, it's just great to have pretty much all you need to know and all you all we know about mm-hmm. um not just the, the incident in two thousand one that this sort of movie focuses on but just everything leading up to it and helps helps um helps explain a few things things we see in the film in it as well.
1: hmm
0: And get a little bit of backstory there.
1: It's a big article, so I it's... mean if you're interested in <clears throat> in basically getting the whole laundry list heading over, take a look. Yeah. You know? mm. Of course, cool. well, so links to the to the other stuff in the encyclopedia as well, yeah. so that's also great.
0: Yep. Yeah, it's definitely worth going over and checking out. Uh, also, too, because it um, it does take sort of all the important things from those comic series and the the novel, junior novel series, and um, it has it all here. Mhm. In order, in order of events, and that too, which is another another great thing too. There's no no moving all over the timeline here. It's sort of starts and goes all the way up until the uh, people getting off the island at the end of this film
1: mm-hmm. and even past that I mean even um mentions uh, hold on let me scroll back down <laughs> it's a big article <laughs> like it even mentions how it wasn't uh, how um, Maseranic Global bribed local officials to basically keep quiet that they uh, cloned the Spinosaurus and the Ankylosaurus and the other illegal species and how the Kirbys are technically guilty of multiple crimes, including involuntary manslaughter from the death of Ben Cooper and uh, Nash and Udesky.
0: Hmm. i was just reading here about uh, Eric getting the raptor claw too.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: I need to stop reading. <laughs> Head over to com and uh, have a read for it yourselves. It might take a little bit to get through the whole thing, but it is a, um, it is a fantastic resource there for the film and the the history leading into the film and definitely worth a read and, Great job to, uh, on. Uh, yeah. Turodon, <laughs> Turodon <laughs> on, um, on writing all that up. It's, I assume it would have taken a lot of work and your efforts need to be rewarded. <laughs> oh my god.
2: What is it? It's a birdcage.
1: For what?
0: David, you've got something new in your pocket.
1: Oh, uh, yes, pocket. I do. She's
0: big for that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I don't think she's going to fit quite in my pocket. She barely fits on my desk. <laughs> the I got in from Entertainment Earth the super colossal blue, and I got to admit, she's technically life-size for Velociraptor Mongoliensis. <laughs> she's about knee-tall, and um, she maybe not quite as long as... Uh, Velociraptor, but then again, I mean to be fair, the Jurassic Park, or especially the Jurassic World raptors, are much shorter than their counterparts. Like for example, if the um if the Jurassic Park raptors were proportioned correctly to the light, to their fossil record, being six feet tall uh, long or six feet, six feet tall, they would be about twenty feet long, and in the course of the movie, they're about I think eleven to thirteen feet long. Mm. But yeah, the lifelike er the detail on this thing is absolutely lifelike. The um it's amazing to see because I put it out in, in my uh backyard and I started taking some pictures of it, which I'll post to, I'll of course post up when I, uh <laughs> when this video goes live. But <clears throat> it j I just took a picture of it and it looked like it was almost a statue standing there. You know? <laughs>
0: I know you want to go for the uh, the Roland Mombasa fight costume <laughs> called Cosplay next, but with that in hand, you really need to look at maybe an Owen as well. <laughs> Just the amount of people at conventions are going to be walking around dressed as Owen with the
2: baby blue in their hands.
1: <laughs> the especially interesting thing about it is that it's bigger. It's, well, not bigger. It's, it's taller than the Super Colossal T-Rex, about the same oh. length. But the it also has more articulation. The tip of the tail rotates, and the hands okay. rotate.
0: Well, the whole back section of the super colossal is that rubber. Is it? Is it got any rubber in, it, or is it all plastic now? I
1: think it's uh, still kind of the tail is still rubber, but the rest of it's still plastic. I don't even think the um, neck is plastic. I mean, it's rubber anymore? Yeah. How are your um?
0: How are your hips and oh. shoulders? On it. They, oh yeah, awesome yeah, time. they are actually abso-
1: they're absolutely yep. great on this thing. It's um, I already went out and of course did the classic attack pose and the classic uh, <laughs> clever girl shot and the classic raptors attacking me first person shot. You know. Can
0: you? With the head articulation, can you get a chest right down low to the ground and get that head to look up in that uh,
1: sort of? I mean, you can't really get the chin sort of. touched on the ground quite like you do the um. Quite like you do the actual uh, animal does in the movie, but I mean, you can get pretty close.
0: Just film it from above.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's all about uh, where you film, where you mm-hmm. take the photo from.
1: Yeah, I, I have her sitting on my dresser right now. I. Move my uh, bookshelf um, uh, forward a little so I could kind of tuck the tail behind the bookshelf and basically fit her onto the <laughs> onto the um, dresser.
0: Nice. <laughs> That'll be good. Can't wait to mm-hmm. see some of the photos.
1: Yeah, definitely. I'll uh, definitely get those posted up there when we, this when we get this minute up.
0: Yeah, well the bones will
2: still be there when we get back. It's a great thing about bones—they never run away.
0: All right, Dave, ready to get into
2: minute sixty-two.
1: Yeah.
2: As we're minute on minute sixty-one of Jurassic Park 3, Eric had fallen over and the baby Trinidons had seen their opportunity to attack. As we're over on minute sixty-two, Billy swoops in low on the parachute, trying to get closer as the baby animals keep on pecking at Eric and pull the engine lab coat from him. Further down the canyon, his parents are running up the catwalks, trying to get closer, calling his name. At the seventeen-second mark, Eric's free of the lab coat and as the babies bite into it he jumps from one spire to another and comes to a dead end looking down to see the river far below. The babies swarm him again but in amongst the attack he can hear Billy yelling for him to jump. He shakes the babies off him and with all his strength Eric runs down another set of stairs another set of rocky stairs and leaps from a spire as Billy passes by and the two come together. At the 32 second mark, we cut back to Paul as his attempt to rescue Eric is cut short by a missing catwalk in front of him, behind Amanda and Grant catch up and look at the vast space between their catwalk and the next, too far to jump. At the 39 second mark, an adult on swoops in and lands in the catwalk, scaring the adults back. Then it quickly takes flight again and swings around blocking the adults escape. It lands on the caged catwalk and falls through and starts to push Grant, Paul and Amanda back towards the opening. At the 52 second mark we cut back to Billy and Eric as they fly down the canyon with the parachute. Eric can see something behind them but we don't see it. He just yells out for Billy. We cut to the pteranodons swooping in low. One slashes the top of the parachute Damaging it, and as we're at minute 62, the adult on in the catwalk continues to push Grant, Paul, and Amanda back towards the gap. Uh, as we open at minute 62, Eric's sort of getting picked by the babies, and uh, we get a quick
0: cut here as Billy tries to set his shoot and line up his approach, but Eric's still being attacked. And I love here where we've got Eric with the of uh, the rod puppet sort of CG babies mm-hmm. on him, and Billy just swings past as if he's on a crane or something. There's no... <laughs> there's no... Um, no shot up at the, the parachute itself.
1: Mm-mm. No, but as he um, swings by Eric and he's getting attacked, we uh, see Billy, and it, it looks like they probably got a, like a green screen behind him, I'm thinking, you know? And we get those well, of Isla Sorna, it looks like the sun's almost starting to poke through the... Uh, clouds a bit.
0: Yeah, and we will we can start posting some uh, photos of this set, the canyon they built out in the back lot, back lot um, onto the Facebook page, but mm-hmm. it is a very tight set, and a lot of the uh, canyon walls we see in it are CG. Um, all the stuff looking up at the roofs, all CG as well, uh, just because all the rigging and that they had above it to swing, <laughs> swing them around in and, and all that, but for the most part, the set looks fantastic here, and I do love this area where the nesting site is.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but some, yeah, sometimes we get uh, Billy swinging around or I'm hanging from the parachute, and the, the, <laughs> the wall looks a little bit... Uh, it almost takes me back to the Brachiosaur in the original film, just how it's sort of lacking that bit of detail or, or grain.
1: Mm-hmm. But yeah, this rocky crag here is pretty cool. I mean, it looks a lot like the volcanic rock, you know? I mean, it does have that look to it. You can't deny that. Yep.
0: But then we get one of those CG-looking cuts of uh, Billy as <laughs> he swings around for uh, trying to make another approach, and um, and that's where we get sort of a, a shot here, too. Everyone's trying to do something at the same time. we got Paul and Amanda running up the catwalks deeper into the canyon here, um, trying to get to their son and calling out his name.
1: Mm-hmm. And you can so, see the sun kind of starting to shine through there, too, and uh the course the bird poo or the uh Trondon poo that's uh, kind of coating the mm. um beams here that the cyclone fencing is uh, on
0: yeah it's one effect they they really spread around <laughs> <laughs>
1: they
0: spread that spread that poop around everywhere which yeah. in in essence yes if these birds are caged up anyone that's had birds or visited uh, aviaries or anything like that know that <laughs> they can be messy at times Mm -hmm. even ducks at a pond (laughs) that that pond bank can get messy as well but back with Eric um, the Trinodon showed their true colours pulling the lab coat from Eric and taking it off him and that's the end of the uh, InGen lab coat (laughs) we don't see that again it's they wanted it Mm
2: -hmm.
0: maybe they had a vendetta against InGen employees and that's what they're attacking him but (laughs) he he gets up and jumps to another rock platform but soon finds uh, he can't go any further he's sort of at the end of the road and Mm -hmm. a bit of a sheer drop down to the ground below
1: we do see a nice, good close-up to the Rod Puppet's head, though, which is really nice because you don't really get to see that much in the movie with these mm. Tronodons. This is about probably the best close-up shot we get of the little babies, and you can almost make out the little teeth they got on their, uh, <laughs> on the beaks. <laughs>
0: the teeth that shall not be named. Oh, <laughs> disgust again.
1: Well, yeah, like you said, we uh, get up to the... You start Uh, hopping the pillars again and you're starting to see the uh, unlike the canyon walls you can see the um, pillars have little pieces of little bits of uh, ferns growing out of them Mm. out of the tops it almost feels like a Arthur Conan Doyle 1926 The Lost World you know the way that the uh, if you ever seen that how the mom pteranodon Feeds the help the hapless heroine to the her babies, and they're on top of that mountain crag. I you know? haven't
0: watched it. I haven't watched it in a long time. Uh, even the uh, the remake that Discovery or someone did or HBO before mm-hmm. that went to a cartoon series, uh, to a TV series, but um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: something so I, think, I need to revisit.
1: I was gonna say another interesting thing here that we see is um. As you see the back of the canyon, as as we get this shot of Eric standing at the uh, edge of the, the cliff here, and you can see the netting that loops over the top of the canyon just kind of is looks like it's not exactly uh, hol- holding all together there. Like if you if those tritons really uh, wanted to, they could probably try to break out of it, you know.
0: Yeah, well a lot of these scenes here where we get Eric or even Paul uh Billy when um we're sort of at their level or below them looking up we start to get a lot of the uh canyon or the aviary roof here mm-hmm. um and apart from the main beams a lot of the uh the netting in between does look like it's sagging a lot. Yeah. And it's sort of hard to um obviously there must be much um vegetation apart from grassland and that on the the banks above it otherwise there should be trees and branches and debris all over this netting and
2: Mm -hmm.
0: again the the fact that this has supposedly kept these animals contained for eight years is is a bit hard to believe at this point Mm -hmm. but even here as uh, eric sort of um, looks down at the water we sort of get that look up again too of the canyon disappearing further
2: Mm -hmm.
0: from here i'm guessing back towards the mouth of the canyon and the big dome and the observation area We'll talk about that in a couple of minutes, <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: um,
0: but the babies catch up to Eric and begin climbing all over him, and sort of a bit of a um, bit of a callback to the Compies and Dita, just force in numbers being able to overcome yeah. someone bigger.
1: And yeah, they're just swarming all over him, and they're like, yeah, I mean, he's almost pretty much encased inside of them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't. Well, it's definitely not as visual, visually as bad as what happened in Dita because we had Compies <laughs> hanging on to his lip and his ear and yeah. and all that sort of thing as well, where I don't know how, with the beak and teeth, how how much of a grip they'd be able to have on him um, at this point. They're only really grabbing the loose items of clothing and that and hanging on.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We sort of cut back to Billy again as now he's sort of gone, gone and done a U-turn, coming back to make his approach and... So, supposedly uh well i'm guessing pointing back towards the mouth of the canyon as well because once he grabs eric they sort of just keep on heading that way Mm -hmm. but uh eric shakes the babies off and starts running down another sort of section of the rock outcrop towards where billy is and reaches the end without missing a step and jumps right past right up to where billy's sailing by
1: and in this wide shot we actually get a pretty good view of that rocky crag that he's on and it almost makes Mm. me wonder if was that like a CGI? Was it was it just like a CGI uh, uh, runway that he ran down, or was that actually something they built?
0: You know. Well, we yeah, and it's, it's, it's one of the shames with no tabletop book or um, a lot of behind the scenes photos. We know they uh, they built a lot of this set on the sound stages and at the back of the uh, back of Universal. Mm-hmm. Um, just trying to bring up the map now. Like all this was on stage 22, so I'm guessing there's they must have built some of this and maybe CG extended it, but mm-hmm. a lot of it does look real, like really good CG and mm-hmm. I just love the design of it all too. And even looking at the map here too, and as we get to, uh, it's mentioned in Novel as well that um, that cage catwalk actually leads to this rocky outcrop, so whether they built the cages going to this outcrop thinking this can be the nesting or making this the nesting ground mm-hmm. with some uh, sort of intention in play or what what was happening there. Okay, it's just something we won't know, <laughs> unfortunately. But it was on the same set as where uh, Alan and Amanda cross the um, the bridge too and get to that second or that other side and he sort mm-hmm. of wanders around finds the guano <laughs> or the, the poop on the rails as well. So and we know all that part there was was real, so... I assume that it was it was real there. Yeah. But also here, too, as Eric goes to jump and uh, grabs Billy, some of the Trenodons make a last... or the babies make a last-ditch effort to uh, leap up and grab him, too, and while one does manage to get to him, we see a couple fall away, and the one that has hold of him also sort of loses its grip and falls away, too, which if these things were hopping around, chasing after him, it's probably a good assumption that they can't fly yet, and maybe... Um, I... It'd be no different, I suppose, when birds fall out of trees for the most part. They sort of glide down and, mm-hmm. apart from um, apart from being a bit stunned, aren't really too damaged, broken bones or anything. But then when Eric looks over the side of the uh, cliff before, it's it's water below, not ground, so I don't know how they'd go swimming if they hit <laughs> the water. But that might explain too why we see the animals leaving the island later on because all the babies are dead. <laughs> mm-hmm. But back with uh, Paul, he suddenly stops as he rounds the corner and sees a section of the catwalk missing in front of him and sort of behind uh, Grant and Amanda run to catch up. And
1: Is it um, missing? Because I always thought that it pulled away, like the stress of them running up and down, it caused it uh, the structure to just pull away from itself, you know? Because you can well, kind of hear a groaning sound.
2: Hmm
0: yeah well they've always got that sound effect playing over as they're running through these um these damaged sections but so yeah it's it's un, unclear whether uh whether this has just fallen away recently mm-hmm. because they're sort of running through the areas you'd think there'd be some sort of vibration in that running mm-hmm. or going through the structure
2: yeah
0: um, and especially since here they are standing on it and then in um next minute when they come back to this spot it does break away as well so
1: hmm because yeah I'm looking but, at this it almost looks like it's a small ridge that's not clinging the side of directly to the side of the um, cliff face it looks like that there's a little bit of a, um, separation there in the cliff you know? well
0: looking at the um, the map that they've put up for the canyon 2 of the shooting locations there is a uh, there is sort of a, a little bridge section between um, where it leaves the canyon wall for a little bit and goes out over the open, mm-hmm. and maybe this is this is that spot. But in the novel, when we get here, um, it's described as uh, Paul can see his son on the rocky outcrop fifty yards away. So that sort of meant, sort of suggests that they are deeper into the canyon where where this little bridge section would be on the. Uh...
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh no! Well, further around it has it's got a missing section as well. So. Uh,
1: yeah, that may be a
0: itself. Thing. Yeah but Paul's sort of looking, looking there at the gap as the others arrive and before they can do anything a Trenadon swoops in low and blocks their blocks their path mm-hmm. um, and it sort of touches down the, on the catwalk in front of them but everyone uh, does a smart thing and turns and runs <laughs> runs back the other way and that's when the Trenadon lifts off again and sort of we follow its uh, field of viewers it sort of flies sideways and around a bit of a corner and lands on top of the catwalk Blocking their uh, escape and sort of putting its beak down through one of those holes in the mesh in the chain link mesh that we've seen before.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, clearly, it's uh, she, I should say, because I believe these are all meant to be the females. We never actually see the alpha males, though they were in, they were designed. They're larger and I think like a bluish gray, whereas these are all meant to be females. Yeah, she um, sticks her beak pecking at the um mesh and then she lands on the top of it before the her weight just bends the bars inward and she crashes down onto the cat, into the catwalk
0: yeah yeah and there's probably been no reason before why they'd have to go into the catwalk sections um so, uh, you, presumably they're getting all their food from the river mm-hmm. um and nesting up on the uh, the platform the rocks at the end so just having the weight of the animal on top of the structure, knowing how old it is and how sort of um, fatigued the metal and all that is, it it does, yeah, burst straight through and lands on the platform in front of them, blocking their escape. But then we cut back to Billy's flying through the canyon and we got sort of Eric here um, seeing something behind him and yelling out Billy's name, but he's sort of concentrating on flying at the moment. Mm -hmm. We can see the uh, pteranolons that are in flight catching up fast and it's sort of... It's a little taste, much like we've seen with the Raptors earlier on, getting out in the open and finally running. We get this sort of little taste here of the Trinodons coming in quick to these mm-hmm. very slow-moving people hanging from a parachute. And two of them sweep past, and the third sort of um, flies over the top of the chute and puts mm-hmm. a big tear in it, which mm-hmm. plays more um, plays more into the uh, script and novel. But uh, here it sort of just does it and keeps on flying.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, hey, here we can also see, and still paying attention to that uh, roof of the of the aviary, you can see the netting sagging down to the uh, almost to the edge of the um, cliff face, mm. with more rocky crags kind <clears> of <throat> stuck um, sticking up through the fog.
0: Yeah, it's also described in the script too that, and in the novel, this is the female that sort of just lost its <laughs> lost its baby, so. Even as described more there over there. We we don't really get that here in the film. It's just one of the uh, animals, of course, attacking the big the big uh, light coloured thing that's flying through the sky. Mm. Um,
1: and presumably, I would think that they'd be rather territorial, don't
0: you? Oh yeah, <laughs> yep. That's why we see them sort of at, at, the whole time. It seems like they are pushing them or trying to push them out
1: mm-hmm.
0: and attacking attacking when they when they can't, they're obviously sort of hungry too and want to get a taste of meat again.
1: Mm. But yeah, that was kind of the primary drive for the tyrannodons in the um, cutscene for The Lost World that we talked about a while ago, was that basically these humans fell into their nest and smashed a couple of the eggs. And in a territorial display and kind of out of like anger protecting their infants, they just start attacking
0: yeah, I'm just trying to remember back to the Jurassic Park novel where we had all this happen over there. It was they were building the tre- the um, treetop lodge there, and and realised that the animals were fiercely territorial there as well, were I don't know if it was territorial, just more dangerous than they expected, because they were attacking workers. <laughs> and then when
1: yeah. the
0: um the group come in there, they sort of begin their um begin their climbing and diving. I'd have to reread that scene to, to compare <laughs> re- it again.
1: I gotta reread the whole novel again myself.
0: Mm. But as we uh, end out in a minute, we cut back to Paul, Amanda, and Grant as they're sort of slowly walking backwards, being pushed pushed back towards that opening mm-hmm. we seen earlier by the uh, advancing pteranodon. But and that'll come.
1: We might have um, we might have spoken about this earlier, but we said that we didn't think that the pteranodon uh the practical pteranodon was um was actually ever used but i think it might have been i'm looking at some of the pictures here of it and this will be something to either do you want to discuss this this minute or next
0: um oh i've got notes in the next minute for it just about right. how good it looks when it's walking but um
1: sure then we'll talk in the next yeah minute. well that
0: was yeah that was back when we were on the bridge and right. when it emerges from the mist how yeah, they're going to do that practical and it ended up being CG, mm-hmm.
1: um,
0: but yeah, I definitely, and we'll talk about it next minute. I will definitely think when uh, it's walking the cage here, that's it's, it's the real thing. Mm-hmm. Just that upper part, anyway.
1: Mm-hmm. The head, at least, uh, is definitely, I think.
0: Well, yeah, and I suppose we can get to it too when we get to the uh, the stream later on. But I'm, when it it we get that amazing shot of it turning and looking at Grant, that's the practical head there too, isn't it?
1: Mm, I'm not sure. I'd have to take a look.
0: Yeah, alright. <laughs> we'll we'll look at that as we get closer. Um very briefly in the script, uh we get the escape from the babies a little bit more frightening where Eric jumps and is able only able to sort of reach up and grab one of Billy's boots, which would um would make it a little bit more, more tense than that, with uh, not being able to hold on as well as if he's sort of wrapped around Billy's waist or as we see next minute around his neck. <laughs> and um uh, the adults sort of get to the last section of Catwalk, but the Trinodon lands on top and rams its head down through the hole to try and get to him. It's sort of, we don't get it crashing through into the Catwalk itself in the um, in the script. And as for the novel, it's all pretty much the same. It's sort of just the sequence of events uh, gets jumbled around a little bit. We see a little bit more of Billy before we cut back to uh, Grant and Co. as well. Mm-hmm. But um, Dave, that's 62. Anything else you want to discuss?
1: Uh, No, I think we're pretty good.
0: All right. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at lostworldminute.com. The main website is jurassicminutes.wordpress.com and you can find The Lost World Minutes and Jurassic Minutes over on Facebook with the uh, pages there. David, where are we on Twitter and Instagram? Uh, Twitter,
1: we are at Jurassic Minute. Uh, Instagram is the Jurassic Minutes
2: podcast. Some of the worst things imaginable have been done with the best intentions this is how you make dinosaurs
1: this is how you play god if we split up i'm going with you guys dinosaurs lived 65 million years ago what is left of them is fossilized in the rocks and it is
0: in the rock that real scientists make real discoveries now what john hammond what InGen did at Jurassic Park is create genetically engineered theme park monsters, nothing more and nothing less.
1: Uh, are you saying that you wouldn't want to get on to Isla Sorna and study them if you had the chance? No force on earth or heaven could get me on that island.
0: You're dusky.
1: Hello? Charlie! Charlie! Charlie, take the phone to mommy now! Take the phone to mommy. It's, the, it's the dinosaur there!